Sit down, strap in, and granny put your teeth in your pocket. Lead Lap Radio powered by HMS Motorsport. The leader in motorsport safety starts now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Lead Lap Radio. We are live on both the Performance Motorsports Network and our Race Chaser Media Facebook Live. My name is Tom Baker. I am joined inside the Race Chaser studio by Jacob Seelman, Randy Miller, and our special guest for the evening. He's he gets back. to come back. The reason why he's back is because he won something. <laughs> and, and it's about doggone time, Chase Caber. You finally got it done in the K&M Pro East Series. We're going to talk to you in a minute about that. Chris Murdoch also behind the glass over in the tech shed, punching all the right buttons, doing double duty. He's the master multitasker, producing both audio and video tonight. And, of course, we have all of you listening to us live, and we appreciate that as well. The show brought to you, as always, by our good friends at HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. Chase Cabry, you had plenty of safety over the weekend. You found your way all the way to victory lane. Congratulations. Getting it done in Memphis. Yeah. <laughs> It felt good. It's been a long time coming. Uh, we've had a string of second places here lately, um, second at Bristol. We were running really good at New Smyrna at the beginning of the year, second at South Boston, and uh, it's about doggone time we come home with a win. It's been a, been a long time coming, like I said, and we've put a lot of time into to getting there, and uh, a lot of good things have been happening lately, and, and I think it's a testament to that as well. We're on top. I think Memphis owed you one after last year too, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, we've uh, – We've had a lot of good luck there, a lot of good runs, uh, two top fives and, and two starts there uh, before this weekend, a second and a fourth. And Ruben won there last year, and, and I was able to bring the trophy back home to, to Rev Racing for a second year. Well, you seem to like uh, Memphis, Tennessee. You've been fast there every time you've been there. What is it about that track that seems to fit your style of driving, sir? Uh, it's technical. Um, the track is really worn out, bumpy. Uh, you got to hit your marks lap after lap, and I think uh, a little bit of my dirt background comes in a lot at that place because, uh, you know, when you're running dirt, the line could be, you know, this wide, it, you know, super, super narrow. And uh, and if you get to a point that, you know, you miss that line, you, you might lose three, four spots. Well, this place is kind of similar, although you don't lose three to four spots. You might only lose a spot or two or a tenth or two, but uh, it's really line sensitive, and, uh, you got to hit the right exact line at every single lap to be fast, and uh, and I think that really plays into my favor, being that you know very experienced at that racetrack and have a lot of laps around there. So I uh, definitely think that helps in the long run, and and was able to like I said bring home a win, and and Ruben as as well. He's really good there. Had a little bit of bad luck in the race, but uh, I think experience is is key for that place. How big was it for you guys as far as a program with Rev Racing? I mean you picked up a milestone victory for them, win number 20 for the team since they came into the K&M Pro Series East. Yeah, um, it's it's awesome. They were really pumped up. We went to the shop uh, today and went and got lunch. And um, I, every day I walk in, there's banners on the wall. And, and I look up and get to see my brother's banner and, and, you know, pray for the day that I get to put mine on the wall. And finally was able to get a win and, and – I can't wait. Can't wait to climb up on the forklift and and hang that thing and smile. I was going to ask you if it got there yet. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> not yet. Um, got to get it made first. But once it does come, uh, we'll climb up on the forklift and and enjoy putting it up on the top. Well, tell us about the race in general. I mean, it seemed like I mean you've been fast all year. This is not 
really a big surprise. It's just it's the first time that you've been able to close the deal and get the win, but you running for a win and being in position to win is not really a surprise. You've been fast all year this year. Yeah, we've like like I said before, we've had a lot of speed, and I think it's a testament to everything that Rev Racing has done the past year uh, that that has proven that that we do have the speed to go out and win races now. And uh, it was a matter of closing the deal, and we were able to to do that. And they've always said that the first one's the hardest, and the rest of them come a little bit easier. So I'm hoping that <laughs> that that goes by. And uh, I think Chase Elliott's proved that. He, I think he had a bunch of second places so maybe it's in the name or something but um you know he was able to get away and then go on to win a couple more so um like like they've said it's it, the first one's always the hardest and i was able to finally get it off my back well he went almost 100 cup races without a win so <laughs> you didn't have to wait quite that long yeah 33 yeah so but but were you did you feel it going in that you were you had a shot at this i mean I did after test day. I felt really good at the end of the test day. We were really fast, uh, un- unbelievably fast. And uh, and then practice day, we were, you know, I, I knew it was going to come down to the 16, the 21, and us is what I thought uh, after practice. And then we went to qualifying, and we were terrible. Uh, car drove good, just no speed. And, um, and qualified 10th. I fell back to 11th at the start of the race. And I got very aero tight there, which isn't very typical that place i hadn't experienced that in the past there and you go to a place like iowa and bristol and dover where you do get aerotate you can move out of the line there how line sensitive it is you have to be on the bottom so it's really hard to pass cars um so i took my time uh spent like 20 laps trying to get around todd gillen that is and um finally got around him past spencer davis and and then just kept making my way through and uh got a you know, stayed out, made a good call to stay out uh, at the end of the first stage. So that put me from eighth to fifth uh, and then was able to get up to third and, and then make our way to the lead. And like you mentioned, you guys made a lot of changes from just this past year to now. And you guys as an organization have been been closer to that that victory. Does that sort of give you confidence going through the rest of the year that you guys have sort of figured out and you guys are hitting your stride? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've been very fast, like you've said, um, and we've needed that extra itch uh, to, to beat that 21 car. I think he's been the class of the field every race. Uh, he's had a lot of different things happen to him, but he's been definitely the class of the field. Uh, the 16 was the fastest at New Smyrna, but other than that, that 21 car has been good. And so we needed that little bit to get there, and um, I think we found it. And uh, going to some more of the bigger racetracks that we have coming up in the schedule, minus Thompson, the next one, uh, I think that Iowa and, and Loudoun and Dover, Watkins Glen, you know, those bigger style racetracks that they'll play into our favor a lot. Well, don't shortchange Thompson because I don't know if you've raced there before. Yeah, I think you have at least you once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's it's only a 5 a mile, but it is a big, bad, fast 5 a mile, right? It still races like a short track. Yeah. Um, it's, it's probably the toughest place we go to pass. Uh, the racing this year will look a lot different than years past. Uh, years past, we went from Thompson to Loudon one week. We stayed there. Uh, we stayed there the whole week. That's we didn't right. have time to tear up race mm-hmm. cars, put race cars back together, and go racing. Um, you know, this this time we have like a month until mm-hmm. New Hampshire. So, um, not that we're going to go out there and tear up race cars, but uh, with how hard it is to pass there, because the outside being so predominant that you're if you can 
just lean on somebody where in the past you want to do it, you want to chance anything. So uh, you know, I think you'll see a lot more aggressive style racing this year uh, to make passes, and then um, it should put on for a good show. How big was this win is in terms of keeping you in the championship chase? No pun intended. Uh, now that I think of how I just said that, but only 12 <laughs> points back. Chase. Yeah, yeah I, needed a, I needed a comma there that was not easily visible. But, it, it, no, in all seriousness, third, 12 points back, still with a really realistic shot at it. Yeah, a really good shot at it. We got to, if you, like I said, if we look at from South, or not South Boston, New, New Smyrna all the way to now, uh, New Smyrna, we led laps, had a failure, um, was very fast. Bristol mm -hmm. ran second. South Boston made a bonehead mistake, finished eighth in the first one, second in the next one, and then won. So if you take out New Smyrna where we had that issue and, and South Boston where I made a bonehead move. You'd probably be leading the points right now or close to it. Yeah, very close. And and I think, you know, we've come to a racetrack with no worse than a second-place race car. Um at times and and sometimes the best race car and like the second south boston i thought we had the best race car and and just didn't get the chance you know it took too long to come through the field mm -hmm. so uh we've come with really good race cars and i think if we can continue the top three streak uh that will will be on top at the end of the year well you, you definitely have the potential for that i think what's been the big difference this year with rev racing uh, i think just a matter of you know taking certain people and put them in different places. Uh, Mark Green was my crew chief last year, not to take anything away from him. Uh, he's a great crew chief, but I think he's a, a better driver coach. He's really good uh, just coaching you throughout the race and being able to stand up top and, and watch uh, really helps me a lot. Uh, just, you know, I've got a really good relationship with Mark. So to have him be able to, to talk to you throughout the race and coach you through it. And, and uh, it's like football. You need a coach. Um, and to have at our level, obviously Kyle Bush doesn't need a doesn't need a coach, but um, <laughs> he is the coach. Yeah, he's he's the quarterback, the wide receiver, yeah. and, and everything. So, but to have Mark Green to be able to kind of tell me this and that, it, it helps me a lot. And then Doug Howe stepping in as a crew chief, um, I mean he he puts together really good race cars. I think everybody knows that. And so, um, you know, Doug has done an exceptional exceptional job at, at his point and. Um, and he, you can see it in his face. He's not happy to run second, and and neither am I. Um, at first, at the beginning of my Canaan career, obviously I was second. I was pumped up. Um, not no more. And we're not there to get second. We're not there to to make friends. We're there to go get trophies and in a championship. Okay, so we're going to take a break. When we come back, I'm going to play off of that last comment that Chase made about not being there to make friends. We're hmm. going to talk about the pass for the win just around the turn. Stick around. You're going to want to hear this. You are watching or listening to Lead Lap Radio on the Performance Motorsports Network and Race Chaser Media Facebook Live. We'll be right back. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing 
circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, I'm Tyler Reddick, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Welcome back. Lead Lap Radio continues, presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsports safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com for all of your driver safety needs. If you need radios, if you need a seat, whatever it is that you need with relation to driver safety and communication, just give them a call or go to their website and you will find exactly what you are looking for. And we'll talk more about some of our other sponsors a little later on in the program. We continue with Chase Caber, who is our guest in studio at this time. We've been talking with Chase about his first win in the K&M Pro E-Series, which came this very weekend at the Memphis Motor Speedway, or I guess it's, is it Memphis? Memphis Motorsports Park. Is that what it's? Park. Motorsports Park. I thought it was International Raceway. Memphis or, No, it is. Yeah, they keep it's, changing it's, it. it. It's been changed a couple times. It, it was MIR. Mar- yeah. Memphis it, International that's right. Raceway. It was, it was used motor, to be Memphis yeah, Motorsports Park. it used to be Park. Motorsports yeah. Park. Anyway, that track that's in Memphis, yeah, that's not that the place. dirt track, which is actually in West Memphis, that, but that's in Arkansas. There'll be a quiz on that later. So, Cabri, last restart. Uh your pass for the win. I mean, 
a lot of controversy about that. We yeah. all saw it. Um, I want to hear your version of it, and then you know we can talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so uh, I get to third. We're coming down to the final start, or not the final start, uh, the final stage. Yeah. And uh, I go through the gears pretty good. I think that goes through a little bit of experience. Uh, me and Ruben technically or typically get really good restarts, and uh, I got a good jump. And uh, I saw I had a run, uh, and I saw Sam kind of block a little bit, uh, and I knew that was my opportunity that uh, if you're going to block, you obviously know I have a run. I'm going to go for it. Right. So I, I jumped all the way down to the inside. Um, I spotted her called bottom of three. Uh, we got down in the corner, and, and I was just aimed for the bottom uh, just to run my normal corner, and I saw him start to come down, come down. Made a little bit of contact, uh, and then he went up the hill and, and took the one car with him, um, which, you know, it, it's a shame because the 21 car and Sam and Max, um, you know, they're good. They got a good program, and we're sure. going to have to race that 21 car week in and week out for, for race wins yep. and, and a championship, and going out there and wrecking cars is not what we want to do. Um, I I've have up the utmost respect for those guys. Uh, they they put together a good program and come to the racetrack and and they've got good cars and uh, I don't want to tear things up not at all because uh, that's not how I want this championship to go down of you know who's gonna wreck who this week right. and and who's gonna end up in you know on a wrecker so um, that's not how I wanted to play out. I just saw an opportunity to get down into a hole uh, and and in my book I got there and I was clearly there and and uh, we ended up making contact so. Um, obviously, he's going to see it differently. We're racers. That's what we do. We never blame ourselves. Um, but in my book, that's how I saw it. But you should if it's the truth, right? I mean, if you <laughs> messed up, you should admit I messed up. In mm -hmm. this case, you know, watching the video, I don't, I, you know, Sam definitely turned down. You could see the car move to the bottom. And, you know, it's interesting because you, it wasn't as though you were all the way down on the grass. There was plenty of racetrack there. Um, and it wasn't an irrational move. You just, you were starting behind Sam and Max McLaughlin was on the outside and you were, um, you made a move to the bottom to take the lead, which we see in every NASCAR race every week on a restart. There's nothing, there was nothing unusual about it. And I think Sam just was trying to find a way to block both of you. And on a track that wide in a situation like that, you were up to his door. Exactly. And he turned down. See that, and and that's you know from so, an objective standpoint where I see it too. When when the inside car at that point is it is at your door, <laughs> it, it it it's it's on the outside guy. You line. should be yeah. a, you should be able to see that right. car on the inside at that point. So well, and the spotter calls that, and and Sam obviously, like I said, I think he tried to block you, um, you know, and then he kind of probably realized as you were saying earlier that maybe wait a minute, I don't want to commit too far to the bottom because the one car may blow by me on the top or whatever. It's just a hard deal. It's hard to be in that position. You were actually the best position yeah. because you could just drop to the bottom and hit the gas. Um, you know, it's unfortunate that that happened, but it sent uh, Sam Air and, and, my, and Max, uh, you know, kind of up the track and took them out of contention at that point for the win. Um, you know, and but to me, it, it's a racing deal at best, and it certainly wasn't. I didn't see it as being. Yeah, I mean, I'm wrong. not going to sit here and point fingers at Sam because, uh, or at anybody. Well, it's I, not uh, about to, pointing to me, fingers. But, yeah, no, absolutely. You know. Like, but to me, you know, if I see a hole, uh, Ayrton's in it, one of the greatest, if not 
arguably the greatest of all time, uh, made a statement that says, if you're a racing driver and you don't take a hole, something along the lines, if, if you don't take a gap, you are no longer a racing driver. Yeah. Um, and it, I don't quote me. It's it's obviously a little bit different. I know than that, the quote you're talking it's about. It's fair paraphrase. Yeah. 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 yeah, we're yeah, going to paraphrase it. <laughs> but I saw an opportunity to, to take the lead uh, with 50 laps to go, and I yeah. knew if you can get clean air at that place, um, it's pretty tough for somebody to pass you back. And I obviously the 21 car was fast. Uh, he drove away from me and Max there, uh, and, I, and I saw – Okay, this is my opportunity to go ahead and, and get around him uh, and try to hold him off. So, um, like I said, I, I made a move, and, and in my books I was there. But uh, obviously he's going to see it differently, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, that's okay. We'll go about our business. And like I said, I'm not here to tear up race cars. It's the last thing I want to do. Right. Um, we we don't have, you know, Rev, nothing against either program. But we don't have endless funds to just tear up right. race cars right. all day long. Uh, we're not we're not Hendrick. Uh, and, and these guys don't want to work that hard to right. rebuild race cars. I mean, right. not that nobody wants to work hard, but nobody wants to rebuild well, race cars every needlessly week. needlessly repair The last time cars, you right? have to, to spend rebuilding race cars, the more time, the more time you, you yeah, spend figuring out how to go faster. Yep. And, and, you know. It's true. And just to vouch a point, to, for people to be telling me that I dumped somebody, dumping is when someone spins out. In my book, nobody spun out. I mean, no. They went up the hill, they come back. Nobody got dumped. It's well, a, it's 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 one thing. I mean, like because Chase hasn't won a race, you know, in in a while. So ever. I mean, it's well, I'm, but you know, I mean, yeah. it's it's the mentality of somebody who's hungry enough for a win that people are going to say something because those guys are have multiple wins or multiple opportunities every single week. Chase was taking, you know, the, the opportunity, opportunity to get a win when he needed it, and, and probably yeah. his best opportunity. Yeah. If not ever to get the win, so I mean, obviously he's going to say that kind of stuff, but I don't really see the whole dumping it's thing. That's yeah, I don't dumb. either. It's By sometimes it's just it's just semantics. But it is. Right. By know. the way, I I just want to spare everybody's brains and actually quote the quote uh, that Chase was trying to get to earlier. If you no longer go for a gap that exists, you are no longer a racing driver, Aaron Senna. Yes, That's close enough. There yeah. was enough you of a close. gap to fit two or three cars. <laughs> Thanks. There were two lanes. You know, be- yeah. There were two lanes below Easily Sam. Lanes. Chase put his car in one. End yeah. of story. Yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate because you know, as I I said from watching it, if you know, and, and Sam will learn. Obviously, he, this is why K and N is a developmental series. If it, you know, eventually you learn. If Sam would have kept the car straight and not tried to so aggressively block you, it would have been a drag race into the corner. And he may have come out of it, you know, second or first or, you know, maybe third, but at worst third and still would have been right there to repass. Whereas once you drift up and you lose all that momentum, you know, you go bye-bye and, you know. And then, you know, you can't – and to, to sit here and, you know, it's easy to look back at it. But from from Sam's perspective, I had that same perspective at right. the next restart. Sure. Yep. Um, right. Lucky enough, I had Ruben behind me to push me. Right. Uh, and then the next restart, Ruben got spun. I had the 16, and I believe it was the 15 uh, behind me. The 16 right. was to outside. And uh, we're going green, and I heard um, protect, protect, protect. So, you know, maybe he heard those same words, and he thought, I need to get down. And then yeah. by the time it happened, it was too late. Right. And I, the nose was already there. And exactly. So it, it, yep. You know, there's a lot of things that could have happened. Uh, and so, like I said, I'm not, I, I like Sam. Sam's a good little kid. He he's, is. He's a very darn talented good driver. racer, too. Yep. Uh, and he's in really good equipment this year. And, and we're going to have to race him week in and week out. So um, hopefully that, that, you know, 
obviously we're never going to agree on whose fault it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and my people are going to see it my way and his people. <laughs> I mean, that, that's how it is. That's how racing is. So, um, yeah, he did, he did a good job and he does a good job every week. So, um, you know, and, and he did a very good job of, of not, you know, being super publicity about it and holding it to himself. And I know he's frustrated because he did get moved for the win at, at South Boston. It was a clean move. He did get moved. Um, and, and then there was contact for another win. So, yeah, um, he's got to be frustrated because he does have – he does come to the racetrack with one of the best cars week in and week out. Um, and, and not money wise, not this, but just Marty puts together a good, uh, Marty Lindley, that is puts together a good program sure for, does. for, for Sam and, and Sam is, is fast. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll go on to the next races and, and hopefully we have some more clean battles and, and can shake his, each other's hands at the end of the championship and say job well done. So, you know, by the way, he didn't give any of you a chance to do anything in Bristol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, he, gone. Yeah. He was, he was unreal fast. And like I said, he's, yeah. he is fast yeah. and, uh, and he's, he's a darn good driver. So, um, and later throughout the season, hopefully that, that we do get the chance to race each other. I'm sure we will. And, and hopefully it goes clean and, and get out and say, hey, good job, man. Um, but you did finish second in that Bristol race. I did. After being on this show and saying, I don't like Bristol, and us saying, you need to learn to like Bristol because if you keep saying, okay, so you go and finish second, there you go. Yeah. Have you and Bristol made up now? I Are still don't like it. <laughs> I still don't like it. Um, a lot of people like that place, and I, I don't know why. It's just – Maybe maybe getting an Xfinity car around there where you can work the top and work the bottom, it'd be a little bit better. But uh, I'm not that big of a fan of that place. So here's my question. <laughs> how, how, how quick were you to shake that monkey off your back and go, gone, <laughs> away? <laughs> uh, about by the time I got back to the front straightaway and put in first gear and, and ran some donuts across across Memphis on the front stretch. He's too young enough to know about this story more than likely unless he's been reading his history books, Tom, but Jocko Flacco went flying out the back window real fast. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly right. With that, we are going to make everybody who is watching or listening during the break go look up. Jocko Flacco. Be trending number one by the time we get back from commercial. Yeah, I yeah. do. There'll yep. be a quiz on this when we come back. Uh, more of Lee Lap Radio with Chase Gabriel and more conversation about motorsports in general right around the turn. We'll be right back. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. 
featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Olero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media set you. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, is a lung disease that robs people of their ability to breathe. As many as 24 million Americans suffer from COPD, also known as chronic bronchitis or emphysema, and half of them don't know they have the disease. If you or someone you love is over 35 and has smoked more than 100 cigarettes in their lifetime, visit driveforcopd.org and take the screener, then take that to your doctor. I'm Jeff Stoltz, and I drive for COPD. Hi, I'm John Holloman, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Lead Lap Radio continues here on the Performance Motorsports Network and Race Chaser Media's Facebook Live. Tom Baker, Randy Miller, Jacob Seelman. We got Chase Cabry still in the Race Chaser studio with us, and somebody Good just job. <laughs> Good job, Chase. knocked something off the table. Chase it's is his, messing up our studio. It's his phone. Rookie dropped his phone. Rookie winner. First time yes, he won in the first game time winner. Series. And we got uh, Chris Murdoch over in the tech shed punching all the buttons to keep us on the air. So this Jocko Flacco fellow was actually a rhesus monkey. Not Reese's like the peanut butter cup. Reese's mon- monkey who rode shotgun with driver Tim Flock for eight races in 1953. Jocko Flocko was purchased by Flock sponsor Ted Cheater. Gotta <laughs> love that. Imagine that. A motorsport sponsor, last name Cheater. Okay. Yeah, shock. As a publicity stunt. Is that a surprise? Things went well for a number of races until Jocko got a little too curious as monkeys are wont to do. In those days, over on the passenger side of the car was a hatch that the driver could manipulate to monitor tire wear. No doubt, That's Tim, awesome. No doubt Tim Flock had operated the flap and checked his tire wear under the watchful eye of Jocko Flocko during a race at the Raleigh Speedway here in North Carolina, which obviously no longer exists. On May 30th, 1953, Jocko Flocko's final race, Jocko was able to get out of his restraints and immediately head to the hatch to open it up 
After opening the hatch, Jocko Flacco was either hit in the eye with track debris or skimmed his head on the right front. While the cause was unclear, the effect was not. Jocko Flacco went crazy and began jumping violently around in the car, including jumping on the driver's back and neck. Tim Flock had to pit and get rid of the monkey. No one really knows what happened to Jocko Flacco. That was it. Uh, and I will point out that there is a site called JockoFlacco.com. That's where I got this story from. And the first thing you see on the site is a sandwich. I don't know. That might be a clue. Maybe that's Jocko Flacco. Jocko Flacco. Yeah, I, I don't know. But uh, funny story. I Jocko Flacco right now. You know, racing, <laughs> <laughs> racing legend for sure. It's, uh, you know, the, some of the stories. The, the There's a website to devoted to Jocko, Jocko Flacco. Flacco. Wow. Absolutely. Yep. How do you feel that a pet yep. monkey has a website and you don't? Excuse me? A stuffed monkey. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know I don't have a website? Oh, maybe it did. maybe I didn't do my research before I came. No, you didn't do your research. Sorry, Chase. <laughs> he's he's wearing Moving a monkey on. suit on yeah. his website. That's what it is. No. So, anyways, okay. So we you you got the win at Memphis, and now you go to Thompson. Is your next one? Correct. Are you guys doing throwbacks this year? Not that I know. Of. Oh. Man, what's oh. wrong with you, K? Then come I, on. I I'm not sure if they're not doing it or we're not doing it. Um, it was. In the first year, it was awesome. And we need some it, clarification on this. And then it dwindled down last year to only a couple of us doing it. Um, and then I, it's just so, I don't know. Maybe not everybody does it, or I don't. I don't know if they're going to do it and we're not. But um, I don't know. It's been cool in the past. Uh, I've had fun with it being the rap guy. Yeah. Um, doing this, the 15 car was beautiful last yes. year. Yes. It's probably one of the best looking cars I've ever drove. So I remember um, that. Ah. Oh. It was a good-looking race car. Well, that's yeah. too bad because that's fun. I'm a fi- yes, I'm officially bummed. Now. Yeah, I, and I don't know if you guys remember, but I was I went all out for this deal. I had the white shorts that were like knee high. I had the white shirt. This was well, the first year with Southern Biscuit. I no, grew my mustache with a yeah. You, you the, the mustache that kind that looked so out of place and. Uh, I had some like yellow aviator sunglasses. I'm gonna go I find this it. now. That's funny. I was I was doing it that day. Well, that's I mean that's what it's about though, right? I mean that's it's really if you're gonna throw it back, you're playing a part. You know, it's like you 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 want to do it. It's either do it the right way or don't bother. So I'm sure somewhere in that mess you'll find it. I'm gonna find um, it. I'm there's the see that's now. the there's I love the car. that car because it was that's a replica of Jeff Bodine's. And the um, story behind that is our fabricator is uh, Robert G was was the fabricator was yeah and now our fabricator now is Robert G's son uh, Jimmy G okay and uh, so it was a cool throwback to go back to him and on the back it said bodies by G and um, and it was really cool it was, a, it was a testament to to Jimmy G who's our fabricator who's okay. been at Rev for years so it was a, it was a cool thing to do for him and. Uh, he really enjoyed it, and he got to put his input into it and uh, had Emma on the dash like just like he did. So that was a really cool, really cool thing. If you can get your your sponsored E3 spark plugs back on the car, you can throw back to your first win. <laughs> 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 that's, that's what we're, we're going to do. We're throwing it back it's seven days or yeah, you know, that, two weeks that's or whatever what we're it is. Do. That's perfect. Good, good. Yeah. That's what we're doing. That's yeah. our throwback scheme. You just announced it. Yeah. Chris is smart. That's awesome. Throw it back to his first win yeah. over the weekend. Um, okay, and then you, you you start to hit some bigger tracks after 
Thompson, yeah, right? I think we go Loudon after that. Um, I don't – it's just there for me. It's it's nothing that I get super excited about. It's nothing that I get super mad about. Um, so then we get to go to Iowa. That place is, like, cool. It, this is last year. You got to go the year before that. Oh, that's why See, I can't Iowa, find it. Um, Iowa's awesome. Iowa, to me, if I was going to build a racetrack, that's what i build. I mean, you know, because it, it works – for everybody, it's not quite a mile, just a shy, a little bit short of a mile. But you got like four passing lanes on that yeah, track. Yeah, it's uh, in the pra- in practice, everybody runs a bottom, 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 bottom. We get it's to qualify. It's a super speedway that thinks it's a short it, track. Yeah, and then we get to qualifying, and everybody runs a bottom. Then you get to race about twenty laps in. There's people at the fence. Normally, I'm one of those guys because uh, I, I think it's fun. Um, and <laughs> Rim rider. Yeah, and uh, no, most of the time we're at the fence. You know, there's guys in the middle, there's guys on the bottom, and there's ro- there's room to move, and restarts are awesome there. You can pack it four wide on somebody up on the fence, and it'd be it'd be pretty cool. Well, I found I found the car, Chase. I'm yeah, the car I, is We cool. just can't find you for whatever reason. I'm I'm determined. I'm before the end of this show, I'm gonna I'm gonna burn up some brakes trying to I'm find gonna, it. Now. I'm gonna help you out a little oh, bit. Oh, Chase, yeah. there you go. Well, Chase, we'll, we'll put yeah, we'll put we'll put Chase to work on that. Um, so here's my thoughts, Tom. Now that we're five, five, five races into five, five, the K and M Pro Series five, East five, season, five, number five, one thought. I hear six. De- <laughs> <laughs> number one thought. Derek Krause is still on top in the points, which is yeah. I'm not sure that we thought we'd be saying that not this deep into the season. There we go. Yes. Oh my goodness! Look at you, the Southern Biscuit car. <laughs> yeah, That's old. Nice. Look at the old time Goodyear hat with the uh, scrambled eggs all over it. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty funny. Yeah, it was a good time. So, but Derek Kraus on top, and we talked. We talked about Chase being twelve back. Kraus on top, a third of the way through, maybe a little more than a third of the way through the season now. How many so, races? Thirteen or fourteen. So we're just past a third, no. third of the way through. Um, but does Bill McAnally Racing have a shot? You know, they went into the last race a year, couple years ago, mm-hmm. with Todd Gilliland in position to win both championships. I know we haven't really talked about the West yet, but can De- you know can Derek Krause contend for the double? Sure up? he can. Why not? I mean, he's fast everywhere he goes. The equipment is basically almost it's NASCAR national equipment, you know, and, and technology. Um, you know, much like GMS. I I think um, I think he definitely can. I think the but the, the one the hard part about doing that is boy you gotta have a perfect season you do i mean we saw what happened you know coming down to the end of that season with todd and harrison you know todd had basically killed everybody in the west because that's pretty much what you know bill's yeah. cars do when the drivers are capable of it except um, last year yeah except well but you had a lot of young you had a lot of young guys guys and girls who were in there you know first year or whatever um you know, and so it took, I think it took Derek a year to kind of get settled down in, in the bigger car and look at him this year. So Two wins in the first yeah, four and yeah. eight, 18 um, points up right now on Trevor Huddleston, who I would not have pegged to be second in points. But it went into the last race, Yeah, and both of them, and, and Todd had a shot. He did. But flat tire. Yep. So, you know, you've, you've got to basically be perfect in both series in order to pull that off. You know, and that's a that's a lot to a ask. Tough ask. That because you know luck factors into this. Somebody else drives in you, puts you in the wall, or you know whatever. I mean, motor blows up. So you know, Todd nearly pulled it off. Could Derek pull it off? Sure, he could. 
But, you know, very honestly, I think what we're seeing is it delightfully, um, for me anyway, it's nice to see you guys at Rev step of the game up this year and, and, and getting not just the speed, which you had many times last year, but getting the results. You know, and obviously good to see you get the win. But you've got GMS now, you know, with Sam. And, you've, you know, Max is just getting better and better and better. It's, you know, he's learning, but that Hattori certainly is capable of, of that. Absolutely. So, I mean, honestly, you've got situations. I think that the competition is starting to sort of equalize itself a little bit where, okay, McAnally's equipment, great though it is, and Derek, talented though he is, it's going to be very difficult over here in the East to yeah, for him absolutely. to pull yeah. that off. Um, Derek's a, a great kid. I like him a lot. He is, yeah. Um, and he's at a good good little spot right now. Uh, he's leading the points. Um, and if he can just steer clear, just stay clear of of I and I hate to say it, but some of the melee that's going to happen throughout the season. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, and, that's and, what we were saying. I mean, that's everybody's goal is 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 just to kind of lay low. Um, and right now, that's what he's doing. I feel like uh, he won. He came out with a bang, won the race, and he won South Boston second race. But it, in my book, he's he's almost like he's just laying low. Everybody knows he's there. Everybody knows he's fast. He's one of the fastest every week. But he he's just kind of laying low, and and you know it's working out for him. Andrew Fuller in our chat says, "Congratulations, Chase, on the win." So. It's, uh, you know, that's a, it, it's cool because it, you had, you had to work for this. This has been a long time coming for yeah. you. It's, uh, me and Ruben were joking last night. We went and watched Rocket Man, the Elton John movie. And then, uh, I haven't seen that it's, yet. How it's was it? Awesome. Is it, um, is it as good as the Queen one? Uh, I haven't seen that one, but Ruben, oh, Ruben says no, that. but I'm a big Elton John fan. So he'd probably um, really? say yes regardless. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. So. Uh, anyways, kids we're your age that are big Elton John fan. Yeah, I'm a big Elton John fan. Wow. Uh, so we're sitting at dinner, and, and Reuben said, you know what's funny is it took me three years, 33 races, for me to get my first win at Memphis International Raceway. It took you three years, 33 wins, to get your first win at Memphis International Raceway. Wow. And it, on the trophies that are sitting next to each other at the front desk right now, it's June 1st was mine and June 2nd was his. Okay, that's wild. So you, you ended up just – Technically ahead of him. Yeah, and <laughs> as we're talking about that, our our other teammate Nick Sanchez, which is hoping to make it into the K and N series in the future, said, "Well, dang, I hope that ain't a trend." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd like to win sooner in the You've year. You've been taking Nick under your wing a little bit the last year. Yeah, Nick's year, like so. my little brother. So, Justin hey. Sullivan, nothing like working on race cars, listening to race talk. See, that's a great idea. As we go to break, I think everybody should ponder the idea of turning us on in their race shop while they're working on the cars. That's exactly what you do. We'll be back with more of Lead Lap Radio, presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety, right after this. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color correct it, 
it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Tyler Dipple and you're listening to the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. <laughs> I laugh every time I hear Tyler's voice. He makes me laugh. <laughs> He's <laughs> well, just so goofy. Hashtag dippling. That's what we do every time that uh, bit comes out. Um, welcome back to Lead Lap Radio. Tom Baker, Randy Miller, Jacob Seelman, and Chase Cabry all in studio with you this evening. I want to take a moment before we kind of transition a bit into talking about Pocono and some other things to just um, issue just – put out some prayers and uh and well wishes to the family of chris and daryl minders because uh there was a very serious crash at greenville pickens on saturday night greenville pickens speedway down here and um it's in greenville south carolina obviously and um one of the oldest most historic nascar weekly racing tracks um they were running a mass series race uh, mid-atlantic street stock series race and um daryl ended up stopped on the racetrack. There was a crash. Daryl ended up stopped on the racetrack and somebody came along and drilled him right in the back end of the car and uh, the fuel cell exploded um, and there was a major fire and Daryl has been, uh, is it now in the hospital with burns and, and uh, we, there's a GoFundMe if you would care to, uh, to donate uh, there's a GoFundMe and the family really needs to help. Um, just go to Greenville Pickens, P-I-C-K-E-N-S, greenvillepickens.com, and all the information is there. Um, there's a link to the GoFundMe directly uh, from that page. Um, 
it was a nasty, nasty crash. And, you know, I had the opportunity to spend a year there announcing and doing some things um, back a few years. And, and the minders are some of the most dedicated, committed people to that track. They were they used to bring about five or six four cylinder cars and um, I remember that there yeah one, I, I think there was one night I filled in for you and there was like five minders yeah. and I, I think I texted you and went uh what 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 fresh chaos is this <laughs> and it was great and you know just really in, in enjoy them a lot and, and felt terrible to see that um, happen you don't want that to happen to anybody but no. when it's somebody that you know and um, that you care about it's even worse but uh, so you know our our best our prayers and our thoughts are with the minders family in this time and also um, Jessica Dana escaped yeah worse injury than she could have gotten on Saturday at South Boston, South Boston. that was a nasty in crash. a similar situation she um, she crashed and and the front end caught fire uh, engine caught fire and I don't know if it was a brake line or whatever it was but there was a fire in the front of the car she was able to to get out of the car but she had um, either sprained or broken a foot and um, she was she had to hop across the racetrack I was a little surprised that she actually in all the time that she sat there and the car was on fire and she climbed out of it and hopped across to the to the pit rail I was surprised there were no officials or anything yet to the car okay. that was a little disturbing um, but uh, you know again prayers for Jessica to, to heal up and get the, back soon that deal um, if you watch a video it's after she hits and the person hits her in the rear, um, I, th I think the fire was actually in the rear of the car. And was it in the rear? I yeah. thought it was in the front after she crashed into the uh, hub rail. It's, uh, I believe it's in the rear because okay. you see there's fuel that gets – when she gets hit, uh, there's fuel that goes everywhere. Uh, and you can, see, you can see a spark on the racetrack okay. and it ignites the flame. And the flame drives all the way from like like – 10 feet back from her car all the way to her car to where it gets to the fuel cell. And that's what crazy. Okay. But you okay. can watch it. it. It's crazy. You can go, uh-oh, here we go, here we go, and then fire. Okay. And so it was a very similar situation to what happened with Daryl Minders on Saturday. And, um, you know, it, uh, unusual to see a fire at a racetrack anymore. It doesn't happen as often as it used to, thank God. Um, but even more unusual to have it happen in at two different tracks within you know the same region on the same night and you know have that kind of a result so um we're getting a look at it here uh yeah, just, just watching on on the video and and you can see that she um yeah she got hit and oh yeah there. that was see, see i was see thinking that was okay yeah you're right that was exactly what happened you called that exactly right and you see as she gets out of the car there's there's still nobody there nobody there nobody there <sighs> You know, um, the track officials have got to be ready to roll. Yeah, he's making I mean, his, and then his, he, yeah, his, you know, and then he realizes, how do I start this thing? Yeah, you've got you've. It, and it by, just, yeah, she's out of the car before they get there. These guys are still. You know, on. yeah. I mean, and I don't want to jump too hard on the officials from South Boston, but Who's I think the, is the one guy. Does he have a fire extinguisher? Because I can't see. Yeah, him he yeah. had a fire he extinguisher, did, but he, but he was struck. Yeah. So how do you how do you work at a track and not know how to run a fire extinguisher? Well, see, that's the problem. Is is you know, and I and I like I, I mean, said before, I get spoiled because God bless us for trying to help. But right. Yeah. If you don't know how to run a fire extinguisher, stay away from the flames. The, the safety crew at the <laughs> I mean, Oswego Speedway, where I grew up, most of them are city firemen, and they have all of the best training and all the right equipment, and they they know exactly what to do, and they have literally saved drivers' lives because 
of of their work and so i kind of get spoiled but you look you look at that and you, and you count the number of seconds before some the first you know officials arrive and she's already out of the car um and thankfully she was able to get herself out right. of the car despite having the injury so right you know again i just always you know we, yeah. but we just thank god I mean, it wasn't you, worse you stop and compare something like that to you know what we see during an IndyCar race weekend with the AMR safety team and, and how sometimes they're to a car before it's even completely yeah. stopped moving. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're exceptional. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of a deal. I mean, I know Oswego has a crew in turn four and a crew in turn two, so no matter where the accident happens, somebody's going to be there within a matter of a few seconds, and, you know, that would just seem like a little long to me, and when you have fire, obviously you're down to a matter of a few seconds before the driver starts right. getting in real trouble, but luckily she was able to get out and we just hope that she can get back racing soon because yeah. I even um, mentioned to Tom the the guys that Millbridge will run out on the track before anybody even stops the car. Yeah. <laughs> they don't yeah. even care. I mean, you know, somebody flips and they're gone. And it's see, you know, that too could be risky depending on. But yeah, I mean, it's just again, um, it was a hard night down here uh, in this area on Saturday night because again, two major fires, yeah. you know, in tracks that aren't that far away and. You know, obviously, both drivers injured, um, one uh, much worse, more critically than the other. But, um, you know, our prayers are with both Jessica and Daryl at this point. Um, I guess we can transition here and talk a little bit about NASCAR because, uh, you know, Chase is always you pay attention. good to jump Sometimes. in and, and talk. Wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. What? No. No, let's not transition yet because there's something else that happened. Um, we were talking oh, about yes, it before the show. Oh, yes, that's right. We need to talk yeah, about your run let's at, do that. At, the, uh, at the non-wing world championship. Oh, how about it? Let's yeah, talk on about the dirt. It. You got you, 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 you made the big show in a big I, way. Yeah, yeah. We uh, it was a long week, and uh, me and my dad went up there and, and we did it ourselves. And first uh, of all, where'd you go to? Peru, Indiana, Circuit City Speedway, okay. the non-wing Just world championship. Yeah, and, and okay. let's clarify, by the way, that's not Circuit City that just came back into NASCAR with Shane Lee a couple weeks ago. That's Circus City yes. with an Circus S. Circus City. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we went up there, really cool little racetrack, really tough to pass on, gets really dry slick pretty quick. And uh, we're, we spent from Wednesday to Saturday, uh, everybody's trying to make the, the big dance, and uh, we were able to lock into the show. Uh, in a pretty spectacular f formation of doing it, and uh, had a had a run uh, for the Friday night show where we went sliders for with a kid named Colton or Caleb Bolton, um, and and we went sliders for like three or four laps. It was yeah, pretty, it was it's pretty fun spectacular. To watch. And um, and then I locked into the show eventually, and I started eleventh, uh, got up to ninth, and like. 30 laps it took forever for me to get going um i was just too tight at the beginning of the race with the fuel load and then was able to work our way all the way up to fourth so uh something special for for me uh considering i don't get to do it much mm -hmm. and to go and compete with with guys who do it three times a week was really cool and and knowing that i built that car myself uh from the ground up br brand new body on it um that i built the body in the fab shop so uh, I have a lot of pride in that car, and, and I do everything myself, so it was really cool to go compete. I wanted to make that point, too, not just that you went up and had the run that you did, but that you did. You you poured a lot of hours into making yeah. that car work pretty much on your own. Yeah, um, I, did, I, I put a lot of time in that thing. Anytime that I'm home um, and that I'm not 
playing iRacing. I'm, I'm spending time on that thing and uh, figuring out each and every way that I can, you know, lightening up bolts and, and you know, doing everything I can to make it perform its best. It's a 2008 chassis. Uh, it's nothing nothing special. Um, and and it, I've made it work, and it seems to work. And um, so far we've had really good runs with it, fourth at the Tulsa Shootout, fourth at the Non-Wing World Championship. Coincidentally so was besides the guy who ran second, first was Kyle Spence, third was Chris Cochran, fourth was me at Tulsa Shootout at the World Championship. First with Kyle Spence, third was Chris Cocker, and fourth was me. So, <laughs> okay, that's wow. bizarre. So uh, it's pretty cool that to say that out of two full weeks of between Tulsa Shootout and there, two full weeks of racing that dwindled down to the, the three of the same, same three yeah. of the same four guys. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, what was the track like? Because I've no, I've never been to Circus City. So I'll tell you this: you've seen micro racing, uh, oh, yeah. and micro racing. I don't enjoy on big racetracks. It's like Talladega. They don't race like they don't right. race good. They're they made race, for they, smaller, they're, boring kind of. They're literally mini sprint cars. Yep. They're made for mini sprint car racetracks. Yep. They're not made to go on three eighths miles and half miles, in my opinion. They're boring at that. But you go put them on a quarter mile and, and anything smaller, and the racing is unreal. I think um, Peru was an eighth, right? Yeah, Peru. It, we never touched wide open. Uh, you might have cracked it when you're running the top for like a quick second, but. Um, it, I at least I didn't. It, you just spun the tire uh, if you did. So it was really cool little place. You had to be super disciplined around the bottom, uh, and then you had to you had to you know throw your cojones over your shoulder and, and run the top. <laughs> so I know I know as a racer you're not happy with fourth, but overall with the amount of work that it took to get it ready, are you happy with? Fourth? Oh, I was ecstatic. Um, you know, it's a different mindset when you go to those big, big races. Uh, instead of going there and like, you know, we're going to go win this thing. Uh, K&N races, you know, you're obviously already in the show. Right. You know, you're in the race. Uh, and, and you're racing against the same guys. And you get to, and I get to race K&N and, and pavement all the time. So when I go to these dirt races, I don't get to race that much. And you're racing against 150 of the sure. best in the world. You know, I wouldn't, I just want to make show. Well, it's, it, you know, K&N's kind of your job. Yeah. Right? And yeah. and the, that deal is your golf game. You know, that's what you do when you yeah. get time off from exactly. your job. You go, and it's a different situation. You're, you're obviously wanting to win if you can. Nobody ever should ever put a driver's suit on not thinking they can win uh, or at least compete. But it's just that's your fun thing yeah that's my that's my you're right it's my golf game it's yep. my hobby um and i enjoy and it a love lot dirt. i love it gosh i love you it love it's dirt. so fun um, and you're good at it i'm supposed to go race uh this weekend hopefully that the rain holds out uh, we're gonna go race up in boone um against some midgets but we'll see how that goes oh wow um, iowa no, no no we're gonna go to boone north carolina oh. Uh, like an hour and a half up there. Okay. Well, oh, no, it, I, uh, what is View. the track? Mountain View. Mountain, Mountain View. Mountain View? Yeah. Yep. Okay. okay. So, yeah. See, when it, when you talk about racing dirt and you just say Boone, well, Boone everybody a, automatically assumes the track in Iowa. modifies. Super national. But, yeah. but I'm talking about – They run more than just Mountain View. Well, yeah, well, well I know, but that's what it's known yeah. for. Yeah. Yeah. Mountain View is – Mountain View is a fun track. I've been there before. And We're going to – with Wayne Davis's Southern – midgets okay. i'm not exactly sure the name of it but southern uh, states midget series yeah yeah but w they run micros and midgets in the same class and it's mm -hmm. a focus midget or an ecotech so uh there's certain tracks where you can keep up with them uh, and i feel like mountain view is one of the tracks that you can because some of the tracks where it's really strung out the straightaway is really long the midget will kill you um but when it's nice and tight and they can't 
you know, even straightaways right. are very long. Our corner speed, I feel like, is a little bit better because our weight difference. Mm -hmm. uh, they're so heavy that they got to get it low down uh, where we can kind of keep our momentum. So uh, the racing, you know, I feel like at Mountain View we got a shot. So uh, I'm going to go out there and, and see if I can't compete with those guys and uh, maybe go get a win. We're going to take a break. More racing to come. we got a whole second hour left of Lead Lap Radio. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with more of the show presented by HMS Motorsport in just a minute. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication, but it's those tough choices that helped me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Timmy Salamito, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Lead Lap Radio. Tom Baker, Randy Miller, Jacob Seelman. Still got Chase Cabry in the studio with us. He's chilling with us still to do at least some of the next hour. We've got uh, Chris Murdoch over there across the way. Um, he's handling all of the production chores this evening. And, of course, Timmy Salamito bringing us back. Timmy is a NASCAR wheeling modified tour racer. So, Chase Cabry, have you ever had any desire to jump in a NASCAR wheel and modified? At, at Loudon, sign me up. Uh, there's a seat <laughs> open. That thing looks awesome. You're like bum-trapped yeah. around that place, and you like slide job them to pass them. It looks so cool. I'd love to try to get a shot to be able to do that, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I've never, I've never even sat in one, so it would be pretty cool. See, when you talk about sprint cars on pavement, not interested modifieds sign me up uh that's right. kind of how that works i kind of get that uh 
So let's talk some NASCAR here because we did have uh, a weekend of racing from Pocono. And interestingly enough, Kyle Busch won. Shocking. Yeah. No. Um, I mean, so what's next? It, what so so he likes the package this week. Yeah. At least till we said, don't go to the next me about track. the package. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, don't ask me about the package. Uh, stop. Enough asking me about the package. Stop asking me about the package. That's what he said in his uh, press conference. Did you see that? No, uh -huh. I, I missed the oh. I missed the, uh, oh, the his, his, press conference. His press conference, he got in and said, don't ask me about the package. Enough about the package. And yeah, then, so everybody was making jokes like you, like UPS guy, something with a package. Yeah. Like, I, enough with the package. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's the, that's the thing is it's like we, some of us media people – are guilty of beating dead horses till they die again, right? Yes. And, you know, we know he doesn't like the package. We also know that he, anytime he wins, he's not going to say he doesn't like the package. You know, he's, he's going to like the package until the next time he doesn't win, he's not going to like the package. That's how Kyle Busch is. But, um, and, and you know what? As many races as he's won, and he's, you know, he's earned the right to be that way, I guess, if that's what he wants to do. But yeah, speaking of as many races as he's won, you know that uh, that win on Sunday did put him in some more it did. exclusive company. Go ahead. Here's your stat of the week. Stat of the week, courtesy of Stat Boy. Yeah, you only get one. It won't be the only one. Trust me. You know, he only gets one. I'm banning stats. Randy's right. Sorry. 55th career cup series win yes. all-time for Kyle Busch, tying him with Rusty Wallace for ninth on the all-time list. And what's interesting about that, the eight guys that are ahead of Kyle on that list, all in the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Yep. Which means Kyle will be. Well, J eventually. I mean, so will Rusty, eventually. Rusty's already in Or is he in already in? Did he get yes. in? Yes. Okay. He's been I've in. I've lost track. We put so many. We've only um, got 55 guys in. What are you talking about? Well, or soon to be 60. Okay, Jacob. Look at me and name all 55 <laughs> guys. <laughs> if you let me do it year by year, I could actually do it here. You probably long, could, which but is sad. You can't look at the computer. You got to name here them. Here we all. go with the. I'm not going to do it right back. now. I'll use the rest of the show. You're taking <laughs> me back to second grade with the 50 Nifty song. How oh, I no. the United States. <laughs> oh that no! That Jacob's going to make a 50 Nifty wow. Hall of Fame. Oh boy! Edition. I can't. I'm just impressed that you got that. That that reference just came up in this. Show. That's the only time a 50 <laughs> Nifty reference will ever come up yeah. in one of these shows. I mean, it's it's amazing. If you do enough shows. Is you're eventually going to reference everything at least once. Little do you know, at 2 a.m. one day, you're going to have the cameras live on Facebook. It's going to say Race Chaser online. It's going to be Jacob in here singing the 50 singing Nifty the 50 song. Nifty song How about, yeah. no. As long as he doesn't do the dance he did a few weeks ago when we came back from commercial break, then I, I, I think we yeah, can. Yeah, we, we need to quit no. put it out as an ice. No. That wasn't even a no. dance. That was, that was a, I don't know, medical Moving on. <laughs> He's gonna Someone clip it. Was his audition for it. Dancing with the Stars? I want it as a gift. Moving on. on. No, we will find absolutely it. Absolutely not. When somebody tweets. We'll I, have Chris find it and we'll send. Next it to race you. I win, I can tweet. I won, and then it can be Jacob. Yeah, no. When you, the next oh, throwback be, scheme you do, you should put him on the car. That would be the perfect meme, or Jeff, or Randy. Whatever. That would be perfect. If there weren't video cameras rolling right now, more <laughs> <laughs> no, witnesses. More no, witnesses. Okay, so moving on. Kyle, Kyle Busch did Kyle Busch thing. But I can quickly you know what? fix our camera problem. Yeah, there you How go. How about <laughs> no? Right, exactly. Um, that would only remove the witnesses outside the studio. Yeah. So Kyle wins, but you know what? I, I don't look at this win for him. It's 
the, it was a decent race, right? I mean, it wasn't. I guess not. I'm trying to put like some sort of positive spin. There is no positive no? spin. Okay. Is that why Randy uh, took his? Is that uh, why you took hang, your hang poker on, hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. Can I just? God rest Doc Mattioli's soul. <laughs> Pocono is a horrible racetrack. <laughs> well, it's. I'm sorry. It's nah, I, listen. There and is, there goes all of our <laughs> listeners in the Pocono here's, Mountains. Here's the deal. There, there's no package. I actually like There's that no place. package that will make Pocono well, race well. I'm here's sorry. Why. A package of dynamite. I told this, you that the before Xfinity before race the, was exciting. The Xfinity race was good. It was a good finish. It was uh, not uh, a good race. See, I thought it was a good race. The Xfinity race I thought was good. But here's the deal Pocono was not built for stock cars, Pocono no. was built for IndyCar. I mean, this is why the Brickyard 400 is really a good race. It's because Indy was not built for stock cars. There's too flat much track, away. Flat tracks are built for Indy cars. Banked tracks are built for stock cars. Right. I mean, well. I highly it, disagree with that statement. Chase, I, would you ever run Indy? Oh, in a heartbeat. Sign me up. <laughs> Someone open a seat. That'd be awesome. I don't know if I've ever met a driver who wouldn't run Indy. Even the drivers that say I have no interest in running an Indy car, if they were presented with an opportunity by either Penske or Ganassi, would be in that thing so fast. I want to drive an F1 car for one lap, uh, and I just want to see... Like, I just want to feel how fast they can corner. Like, I want to get in my K-N car and go around Watkins Glen and then get in an F1 car and go around Watkins <laughs> Glen and just go, like... Holy smokes! Like I know I'd be like at well, least twenty. Car I'd be twenty be seconds difference. off of yeah. Lewis Hamilton, if not more. Yeah, probably be like a minute. And yep. but it's like just to feel the the corner speed would be unreal. Well, yeah. I mean, that's I think every racer because it, it's all about speed, right? I mean, that's you guys are it. it that, that why well, wouldn't do this or I wouldn't? Yes, you would. <laughs> you know, if you if you had the chance to do it. You know, a lot of the, the cup guys obviously aren't allowed to run too much else by contract because of the sponsors. But, um, you know, but it, but I, I would think almost anybody, if they had the chance, would step into an Indy or an F1 car at least for like a, a hot lap. Yeah. Even have you if ever you didn't have a desire to go driver do it go to like GoPro or the pit, like it doesn't matter what it is. We're going to we're going to absolutely try to find a way sure. to make it the most co competition biggest thing you could ever imagine and that's how just how i mean heck i was supposed to go to new york uh it ended up getting rained out but i was supposed to go to new york and run a micro and some guy was like hey do you want to drive my slingshot while you're up here which for those who don't know almost look like a big block with briggs and stratton motors yeah and, and i was like absolutely like yeah. i'm there uh, but like whatever buy one probably not but i'm there for the opportunity why sure. not sure yeah as long as it's Sign safe up. and competitive right yeah. and i'm mean, actually I, as long as it's competitive i don't even yeah. care about the safety <laughs> <laughs> I mean, heck, my micro literally we're on video here. Yeah, hey, my micro literally has no pads in the seat. I'm sitting on metal. Oh, we need to fix that. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> HMS Motorsport, the leaders of motorsport safety. <laughs> Go over there; they've got all the padding you need. <laughs> but that's extra weight. That's more work. Oh, for come me. on, uh, Chase. Has anybody seen you? <laughs> you I can don't afford a few we, extra ounces. I'll have to start drilling more bolts. It's just way too much work. I mean, like. <laughs> We'll you right. racers are irascible when it comes to that stuff. Everything is about ounces at this point. It's not even pounds. You're down to ounces. Um, but you, you, you obviously, as young as you are, have an appreciation for a lot of different types of cars. Um, I know your goal is to make it to Cup, but if if you could, if you could go anywhere you wanted and make a good living at it, you know, with a good competitive team. 
is it NASCAR? Is it Outlaws, <laughs> or where is it? <laughs> oh, you're going to make me get in trouble. Um, <laughs> If I could pick anything to do for the rest of my life and make a living at it, I have never driven a USAC sprint car, uh, like a non-wing USAC sprint car. I've driven a wing sprint car, but never a, a non-wing one. And uh, I love non-wing micro racing. I, I would tend to lead to that, but if I could make a living racing midgets, right and running USAC midgets, oh, my gosh. Power Eye, USAC, going running Kokomo. That'd probably be the – that's the coolest thing. Who do you look up to on the USAC side? I'm officially curious. Um, Sunshine. Come on. There you go. I mean, he's – I knew it was e enough. It was either going to be Sunshine or KTJ. Eh, I'm a, I'm a Sunshine guy. Fair. He's, he's, uh, Fair. he's pretty unreal in them things. He's kind of four out of six right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's definitely in the Indiana Midget Week. Well, that's interesting. Okay, so back to Pocono. Yes, back to Pocono. I mean, when if you look at Pocono and you look at the results, I mean, it's, it's interesting to me – We've had so much conversation. I mean, Brad Kozlowski finished second. We've had so much conversation about what's happened with Eric Jones lately. Is he going to be out? Is he going to be in? And, he and the rumor is long-term contract, um, which is really intriguing because then that affects maybe some other drivers' futures down down the road cough, a year or two. Yeah, cough, cough, Christopher Bell. Um, Eric finished third, had a great run. Chase Elliott fourth, Clint Boyer well, fifth. Eric's been I mean, a top-five car every week when they've not had – issues or other drivers take them out well and i think i mean jgr and penske have pretty much owned the season yes and with and, a few and exceptions jgr I mean, is now on the hottest start to a season since at least 2007 when hendrick motorsports yes. won 10 races in the first half of the yep. year yeah i mean it's it's just an interesting uh an interesting start that those two organizations have had. Um, you know, Hamlin, a nice sixth place run. Logano, seventh. Suarez, eighth. Byron finishes ninth. William Byron From is slowly, um, he hasn't had the result yet in the race, well, he but was, you can see that. William was pair. frustrated after that race because he believed they should have been better and yeah. they had more speed than a yep. ninth place car. But, Tom, you watched that race, and this is what, you know, it was exactly what all the race fans did not want to see with this package, but unfortunately, because some tracks just aren't going to give you good racing no matter how you cut it, you're still going to see it sometimes. People didn't want to see races be about track position and people not being able to pass anybody, and that's all this yeah. race well, was. And that's, no, know. but the only on-track green flag pass for the lead more than a lap after a restart all day was when Kyle Busch sailed around the outside of Clint Boyer at turn three in a place where I didn't think you could go to the outside and make a pass on somebody at Pocono. Well, he managed, and with that, we step aside. We'll talk more about Pocono. We've got a, a couple of IndyCar races to hit before we're done. Lots more to come as Lead Lap Radio continues. Presented by HMS Motorsport, we will be right back. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Whew. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. 
If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes on Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, I'm Dylan Bassett, and you're listening to Race Talk on Performance Motorsports Network, the voice of motorsports. You chuckled at Sparkplug. Chase has been trying to guess who's going to bring us back from break the whole night. <laughs> yeah. Dylan's a good kid. He I is like a the good Bassett's kid. a lot. Yeah, they're uh, now spending time in the Xfinity series. Welcome back to Lead Lap Radio, presented by HMS Motorsport. Also, by our friends at strutmasters.com, the suspension experts. And if you want, basically, if you want a better ride on your, your car or your motorcycle, all you do is go to strutmasters.com, and they'll take good care of you. It's amazing what they've been able to accomplish for a lot of people over the years, and uh, Chip Lofton and his staff know what they're doing. Just go to strutmasters.com, and we want to thank them for being a part of our family and mycomputercareer.edu as well training for a better life we'll talk to you more about them in a bit tom baker with you in the race chaser studio along with randy miller from the inside pass randy we who we've who we got on this wednesday chris rice will be on this wednesday so i'm excited about talking to chris it's chris rice chris is, is a really good of mine. now the he's the president manager? of college president. yes president at college racing former so he's crew responsible former yeah crew former crew chief yep so he's responsible for the uh Doesn't the justin haley the career what doesn't he still crew chief the ten? I believe he does. Crew yeah, chief the ten. Yeah, yes. he does. So when he it runs, crew chiefing with uh, Austin Dillon. Uh, yes. Saturday, yep. So. And um, and and Chris will be on the show to tell you and I um, his, why he was his, his favorite fruit. Favorite fruit for, for wine. Yeah, yes, and yes. why he was so mad it's at Ross. The, the inside story. Ross wants to know why yeah. he was yelling at him. Yeah, why so. was he yelling at him last? <laughs> Ross was on Ross last week. Yeah, and yeah. he wants to know yeah. why Chris was yelling at him. So, so if you want to know answer. why his Ross Chastain's crew chief from the ten car was yelling at him, tune in Wednesday night. Yes. He, he, Spreaker dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, just download Spreaker and just go to the Inside Pass, or you can go to the Inside Pass Live dot com. Um, yep, and uh, so. 
Tune in Wednesday night at 8 o'clock Eastern for that. For the rest of the story. Jacob, For the rest of the story. <laughs> Jacob Seelman here as well. Chase Cabry still with us for one more segment. And uh, Murdoch over there punching buttons in the tech shed, doing a great job as well. I don't okay. know if he's technically punching the buttons. I think he's No, just... we hope he's not punching. No, yeah. sometimes you don't he want to punch buttons. buttons. You no. just no. Want yeah. to he, I had his job him. once, and Jacob makes you want to punch buttons. Yeah, he's just object. Is it national? About a month, we're going to be sitting here dancing, watching for screens flying this way. <laughs> Did I miss a memo? Is it National Pick on Jacob Day or something? It's National it's Pick a, on Jacob like month. month. Yeah, yeah, yeah National Pick on Jacob I Month. I thought that was every day. I, I thought, thought that, we were going to end it on the That came straight 31st. out of D.C. We got that from Congress. But, yeah. They you know, passed that last the, week. The video that, that Murdoch put up on uh, on Facebook of, of us making fun of your shirt was viewed like 300 Yes, times. American flag, yes. I watched yeah. it like 350. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you want to get was, up and do your dance? It is no! no, 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 not no, no. Please don't. <laughs> please don't. That can never be unseen. Don't again. Don't encourage him. Yeah. Okay. Xfinity it's at good Pocono. Fun. Dear Cole Custer and Tyler Reddick, more of that. Yes. Please. That was. Uh, see, I thought the reason I think that was a good race. It wasn't because it was just a dynamite battle for the lead the whole way, but it was because you always had the feeling that whoever was out front, you know, Tyler Reddick started at the back, and. He was basically knocking on the door of the lead by the end of the first segment. And you went, oh, my. I mean, he's got – but you had Custer. You had um, Austin Sindrick. I mean, there were some fast cars in that race. And you really weren't sure, but you just had the feeling that anytime anyone kind of got out and went, you, you had the feeling that not going to last. We're going to have a late race caution. We're going to have something happen. And there's going to be a change in position. At least I did, anyway. So I was not surprised, honestly. So you you do realize that Tyler Reddick never let a lap in regulation, Well, this is what I'm saying. But he went from the back to the front in you know in a heartbeat in the first segment. Yeah, and and if if not for the if not for his transmission change that they had to make, I, I. firmly believe this would have been a far less entertaining race because I maybe think two, I think the two car was that good if he'd have been able to start sixth like he was supposed to but this race but was this race was full of drivers driving from the back I mean you look at Chase Briscoe who came from outside the top 10 to third Gregson did the same thing got up to sixth um Nemechek came from the back I think twice and ended up yep. 12th. Brandon Brown went from 27th to 13th. So it wasn't as if there was a lack of, of stories. It was just Cole Custer led a lot of laps. Well, and that's the whole thing. I think it, it it's a situation where you never had the feeling it was over until it was actually until, over. Yeah, until turn you three know, when Cole Custer sent it and it stuck. Yeah, I mean, Reddick basically kind of left the door open for that. And, uh-huh. you know, when he did that, Cole Custer went past yeah. very much. He, he didn't have a you choice. Know? Tyler's car was just way too tight at the end. He, yeah. He, well, know, he but, couldn't stick it to the bottom. But as Chase would tell us, there is a way to, to, to back up a corner so you don't have to, you know, have to go up. I think if he'd have backed half, it, it, Tyler said afterwards, if I'd have, if he'd have backed up the corner as much as he needed to to make that work, Cole would have had such a run he'd have just done what Kyle Busch ended up doing to Clint Boyer on well, Sunday. Maybe that they, would have happened. It but. was. It, it, he said, you know, he said we got out front, but the, you know, the double zero was the best car. I mean, well, yeah, sure, and it was good what to see. What happened to Bell? Was he just not didn't have the speed? He ended up fifth. 
Well, I mean, Chris was competitive, but he spun. You know, he didn't have. Yeah, he, ended he had up to come spinning, back but from the sp He had to come back from getting spun there in stage one and spent the whole but he, race. He wasn't coming back. Yeah, he wasn't going to win. I don't believe he no. was going to win the race, regardless on on Saturday. I think that was it. Was the double zero or the or two? The two and um, the double you know, zero. Yeah, maybe the twenty-two might we, have we had have, an opportunity. We but. officially have the big three this year, like we had in the Cup Series last year. It's Cole. Custer, Tyler Reddick, Christopher Bell, and then everybody else. Yeah, but you know what? There's some everybody else's, like I said, with Sindrick, for example, who are pretty, they're knocking on the door. I mean, it, it isn't a, um, it, it's it's probably the most competitive Xfinity series. I mean, Randy, you've been quiet over here. What do you think? No, I, I was uh, I, I was also impressed with Ryan Priest's run. Yes. Driving the 8-car. Yeah, yep. What's funny is that everybody who's been in the 8-car has been close to a win. They've, I think they've all finished in the top five this year. So Ryan Priest was solid, yes. yes. Well, and, and Jeffrey Earnhardt was another mm -hmm. car who was also he, fast. And he did not get the finish that he no. deserved for the speed that he had. Get, he got pinned a lap down and, and just wasn't able to uh, to show what he could do there, uh, being involved in that spin in turn two there that ended up setting up what was first a green-white checker, mm -hmm. or a three-lap dash, I should say, and then ultimately the overtime restart that took Justin Allgaier out of contention too. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, if it wasn't for the contact between Cindric and Earnhardt that turned Jeffrey around, I think I think he would have stood a much better chance yeah. to have a good finish too. We, we were talking about colleague; they finished ninth and tenth with Haley and again. Dillon, yep. so. They they just keep knocking down solid finishes. Yep. Well, they do, and it was nice to see Noah Gregson have a nice run too. Yep. He needed that. He needed and it. He, yeah, he did. That was one of the things that stu stood out to me from his bullpen session afterwards. You know, he he said we need runs like this right now. Yep. Yep, and he personally needed it, and uh, I was happy to see that uh, he was able to do well. Um, and so Xfinity now uh, heads off to Michigan as well. Yes, um, no truck race. I was going to uh, say wait. truck Trucks series yes. is Trucks are in Michigan. Te Tejas. In, uh, wait. Tejas with the they're, IndyCar. They're in That's Texas. right, Texas. Friday yeah. night. Yep. It's the start of the Triple Truck Challenge. Yes, very What's good. That? Yep. So if if one if one <laughs> did you just say what's that? <laughs> yes, yeah. he okay. did. He, so here here's I my I here's my quick <laughs> yeah quick synopsis about the triple truck challenge. Um, if you win the next three truck races, you pocket five hundred grand. That's literally how this works. There's fifty thousand dollars in bonus money for every driver to win each of the next three races. Wait, and, and so it's five hundred. That's what's a truck ride. If it's five hundred <laughs> grand if you win Texas. Not Texas, not Texas, Iowa, and Gateway. Yeah, but you have to win all three. All yes. three, yes. And yeah, then you get five hundred. You get fifty grand bonus if you win Texas. So if you win Texas and uh, Iowa, you get is there a way that Kyle Busch can run all three. No, no. Kyle uh, Busch can't Kyle, run any more trucks no. this year. The He's done. The only drivers no. who can he run in five, these five races. The, the only drivers who can run in the next three races are drivers who are declared for Truck Series points. Not even the Xfinity guys can, can, I can ask drop down. a dumb down. question? Go ahead. Yes. No, no question is a dumb question. Except for <laughs> thank it you, is. Chase. Uh, so how does Ross get to do what he does? Is it because he's not a full-time cup driver? It's because he doesn't have five years of full-time cup experience. Oh, well, there it's, it's also because he's Xfinity Series points. Right. Too. He Right. He's also registered as Xfinity Series right. points. But even even though he's not registered in for cup series points, if he runs every race for five years, even if he's not registered under cup series points, then, right. then he would be limited unless that he was declares just, for yeah. It's just series. always confusing me. Yeah. I didn't know how Kyle so, 
couldn't in Roscoe. Yeah, so the limit, and, and it's it's the same for somebody like Landon Castle. If, right. As long as you have not run every race in the Cup Series in five different seasons, <laughs> right. you're, you're not limited to right. the amount of races you can run. Isn't, uh, isn't this the race, Texas the race? Where's Greg Biffle? This is the race. That's what I thought. Greg Biffle the returning. The is back. In Kyle Bush's, what is it, 51? Yes, yeah. 51. 51. Yeah. yeah, so the Biff makes his return. Um, and there was some. The Biffle comes back in and wins 500 grand. Well, there was some question as to, because one race deal. Yeah. If Biffle wins at Texas. Would they put another truck together they, to keep it going? Yeah, would they actually? And, of course, then Kyle interjects. Well, if the 51 maybe it truck should be w- owner. Yeah, if the 51 <laughs> truck wins all three races, we should get it as a team. Yeah, so. Um, he was like gonna he go, needs $500,000. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was going to go yank Please. on Marcus Lamonis' sleeve for that yeah. one. So it'll be interesting. Uh, to by see. the way, uh, before I'm going to turn to my right here because Chase has okay. another obligation to get to. Yes, he does. Yeah, before we uh, before we let him go, just want to say thank you again for Thanks coming for in. We're, we're glad yeah, that I you won it. and we're able to come on, and yeah. we want to give you a chance to say thank yous. No, I, I appreciate you guys having me on the show. Uh, it's always good. You got an open door, and, bud. And uh, I enjoy being on it. So hopefully we get to do this many more times this season, and uh, go in Thompson. Hopefully we can yes. go win some more races. Sponsors, yeah. team, anybody you oh, need to say course. hi to? Uh, those those rev racing guys, they're they're far done than the best in the business, and uh, wouldn't be here without them. And uh, so I'm very thankful for that opportunity and the opportunity that Max Eagles provided for for us. Well, congratulations on the win. It was uh, great to see that finally happen, and we look forward to. Uh, having you back on more before the end of the year for sure. I appreciate Chase it. Chase Cabry, we're going to step aside. When we come back, we continue more motorsports conversation. There was this thing called the Short Track Nationals at Bristol, and an old guy won. We'll tell you who he is when we come back. More of Lee Lap Radio after this. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes on Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, 
Olero fireproof underwear, Lifeline fire systems, and even Racecom radio kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media set ya. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Brandon McReynolds, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Lee Lap Radio. <laughs> I love Metallica. Can you tell? Uh, Tom nah. Baker, Randy Miller, Jacob Seelman, Chase Cabry gone. You know, here no more. Um, he has gone off to his next radio engagement. That's what you do when you win a race yeah. in NASCAR. You, you, you talk to lots you of talk people. To lots but he of won't people. have as much fun. And no, at he At least won't. we were one of the people. <laughs> yeah, we yes. were one right. of the people. And uh, always have a good time with Chase. We appreciate him. And uh, just good to see him finally. He's worked hard to get his first win. He so has. good to see him finally yep. get there. And uh, Chris came in and changed the camera position. So now I'm almost up. Anyhow, oh, um, wah, before wah, we wah. continue with big car, well, big series, national series, Let's slip in a little bit of conversation about the short track nationals because Mike Skinner comes out of retirement. He's not been retired. If you, you, you want to call it that, well, he has been racing very much. He's been running that pro late model as much as he can run that has pro he? late I model. And when he's he's not, yeah, when he's not been running it, he's been running his truck that's been converted to a hill climb for, for oh, Goodwood. Oh, yeah, that's right. I Goodwood. did see he was doing and, something and, with that. Well, yeah. uh, that and some of the SVRA vintage races. Okay. Mike, Mike's racing as much now as he ever did when that's he was interesting. running the truck series Oh, I didn't know he's doing time. SVRA too? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, he's, do, he's doing the charity pro-am uh, oh, deal. Oh, I lost yeah, track of all that. Yeah, the charity pro-am series. They've put together a three or four race charity pro-am series svra has and mike's been running those as one of the celebrity well, drivers mike won bristol mike won is... bristol in a pro late model and you know what mike skinner <laughs> said last year darn it we should have run br won bristol and he came back with a vengeance even after he getting did. a little bit of damage in an early crash he wasn't gonna let that slow him down he they got it repaired he drove back through something with the brakes wasn't quite right mike didn't care Mike drove you to the brakes yeah. in Bristol. Mike, <laughs> who uses brakes in Bristol? Easy <laughs> <laughs> brakes in Bristol. For? Mike, <laughs> Mike drove to the front and won that race. And you know what? He after I loved it. Afterwards, he said, "I've got a Bristol trophy, but this one means just as much as that one did." Yeah, I mean, I'm, okay. I'm sure I'm sure it does because you know it was it was hard earned. Anytime you win in anything at Bristol, whether it's, it's a truck or a late model, yeah, I don't matter. care what it is. I mean. And the late models at Bristol, if you've never seen a late model race at Bristol, the late models at Bristol are basically foot to the floor. It's a little go. terrifying. Yeah, yeah. It, it really is. I mean, I think 
if I remember correctly, I want to say that the UARA late models, and this would have been back in probably the mid-2000s um, when they were running there, I want to say they were averaging over 160 at Bristol. I mean, it's it's just you basically have to build a car specifically for No, they, they couldn't race, have been averaging much. that fast because that would have been faster than the sprint cars. No, they were, they were pretty fast. They're, at least their top speed may have been ones, but it was pretty yeah, it was sprint, fast. Sprint car top speed was 165 because we've got the all-time track record there with must-see it. Like a hundred, it was hundred. They were pretty close. Mile an hour average. It's um. I mean the 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 NASCAR late models and the the the. Uh, I don't know if the super late models had have run there that long, but the NASCAR late models is what I'm talking about, and they were flat out flying. Um, and again, it's the same thing too with the closure rate and everything else. It's it's uh, you know, it's a hard track to win anything at, and so for Skinner to go up there. And do that um, just goes to show you that the, the caliber and somebody somebody said, well, but he was running a pro late model. You know, you run against a bunch of kids. No, there were a lot of veterans mm-hmm. in that field because everybody enters Bristol because they want to win. And yeah, so, yeah, it so, was um, it was an interesting, interesting win for him. And that that event's always fun. And every year it gets better. It does. The first this, year was a mess. That last you know, year was better, and this year last, was better. This year still. was really uh, much improved, from what I can tell. So, um, good on it. Yes. By the way, for anybody who's curious, the overall Bristol Motor Speedway track record was set uh, by Brian Gerster in a must-see racing sprint car event, October of 2011, at 12.742. That's 150.5 mile an hour average. Okay, well, they That's were scary fast. So, so it wasn't as high as what I said earlier, but they were they're still flat out flying. Yeah, I think you, the you, pro late models were averaging about one twenty six. You know, I you're just read. yeah, you're you're hauling the mail with one of those because you don't like I said, you barely lift. Right. You know, you, you're you're um, there's just not enough horsepower to you know to have to to lift off. Um, obviously, if you're in traffic, but if you're by yourself, there's just you know you're not really lifting too much um and that was that sprint car deal was was part of a special uh, no we came back that oct- oh that's right you we guys came didn't back run that october and yeah. ran a full show there yeah. and broke the speed trial yeah. record that we set yeah so i wish oh it i, I would so love to go back there well really don't you know would. people see the, 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 the I thing know is pe- i know you not people, just like but I, go back to bristol well listen i know people but those people don't control bruton smith's wall well that's true you know, I mean, it's it that would that would be a battle, obviously, oh. at, at the speed trials. They had a sprint car, and then Mike Lickty had his super modified. But um, you know, I think they're it 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 going forward a few years now with the, with the way the supers are now. I'd love to see those speed trials because I think actually the the both ser- both the super and the sprint car at this oh, point would be, probably go even faster. Oh, we would absolutely um, go faster than what we did in 2011. So, you know, that would be scary and the super modifieds are so aero advanced now that if you got one set up right, um, you know, it would be it would be scary fast because yeah. uh I know again back probably 10 15 years, 
you know, Loudon's a mile. They were averaging 170 when they tested there, and they decided not to race there because of that. Uh-huh. You know, you, well, you that, just and that's thought part, it was too dangerous, and Bristol t- would be the right. same. And, and, and at know. the time, that's part of the reason why we didn't go back in 2012 because we were concerned about the speed threshold, not necessarily from a safety standpoint because of the safer barriers, but uh, really from a driver's standpoint yeah. just because of the immense amount of G-forces that were put on the driver exactly. cockpit. Yep. Well, you know, and and then of course, you know, those things do get airborne. Right. You know. Well, much as so, we try them not to. Well, that's right, but that's part of what open wheel so. cars are. Okay. Speaking of open wheel cars, yes. Some time to transition to the IndyCar series. Um, they had a pair of races at Belle Isle. I did not see the one yesterday. I saw the one on Saturday, and I've never been a fan of rain racing or racing under wet conditions but but wait you just said but that there's actually a good side but (laughs) that race because it started in those conditions but it got better gradually drier gradually drier there was a strategy play there with you know who was going to run the softer tires early and all that i actually thought that was a really interesting race on saturday and you know here again Alex Rossi, this much short. Yeah. Joseph, <laughs> you know? New, Joseph Newgarden says, no trophy for you. Yeah. And, you know, again, it, it just came down to the fact that Newgarden, I think, just actually had the better car. I but, believe so, yeah. You know, there, there was some interesting racing, and I thought that, uh, you know, you saw some guys like Zach Veach, it was fun um, before the green flag even came out. Yeah, well, he did, but then to me, yeah. I I actually in the end, I I hate to say I was happy that happened, but to watch him come from the back oh, yeah. and that run up fine. to to the top seven the way he did, um, you know, Zach was he he's he definitely has shown that he belongs on the road courses, the street courses, the road courses. Sure. He does really well. Um, but He's getting you know, you, better on the ovals. Too. Right. But you had, you know, you had some really interesting performances on Saturday out of drivers that you don't necessarily always talk about. And this is what, you know, I mean, even Mateus Laced early on was in the top 10 and actually running yeah. well ended up in the, the barrier. But, you know, I, again, I just thought that was overall, I thought that was a pretty good race. Yes. Um, you know, Sunday uh, was a demolition derby. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, I mean yeah. was Sunday much, was yes, more like Belle Isle normally is. Can, yes. Look, I was going to say, can, can Randy and I commiserate about this one for a minute? Well, yes. you, you can, and I'll jump in. But go number, ahead. number one, to see Scott Dixon go from crashing out by himself, which he hadn't done in five years mm-hmm. on Saturday, to winning on Sunday was the most Scott Dixon-esque thing that I think I've ever seen <laughs> yes. in my life. And, oh, by the way, he was honored by the Queen, too, um, prior to the race, received one of the highest honors from so the he, British Is he Congress. Sir Scott Dixon now? He is not Sir oh, okay. Scott Dixon. He received uh, a specific award that I will pull the name up. Uh, while, while you're pulling up the award, moment. he is now seven wins away from tying um, – how crazy yes. is that? Mario and yeah. Yeah. for second. Think, yes. Yeah, how yes. crazy is that? That's crazy yes. to me. I mean, just to have to to have him cuz you know what we we talk in NASCAR all the time about eras and Richard Petty and his era, Dale Earnhardt his era, you know, and, and Jimmy Johnson and his era and of course yeah. now you got Kyle this, Busch starting his own era. Right. Um but IndyCar, Scott Dixon, we never acknowledge this enough, but Scott Dixon 
Either of you disagree with me that Scott no. Dixon is the best no. of his era? No. Absolutely I mean, not. He's got five, five championships, third in all-time career wins, putting up numbers the likes of which we've not seen since Foyt. And it, it, see, that's the big thing about uh, AJ and Mario is they kind of crossed over each other's eras. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the second part of the Foyt era and the first part of the Andretti era kind of yep. uh, cross-pollinated yeah. a bit. But Scott Dixon, the... I don't think I don't think IndyCar racing personally ever truly acknowledged the Scott Dixon era when it no. started. He never got the credit that he well, deserves. He never got the credit for what he was doing until now when right. all of a sudden you realize, oh, my god. Well, gosh. because it's like you see what he's accumulated over time. Yeah. It's right. like you look at a whole body of work. When right. he was starting out doing what, he, what he's done – there was a ton of other competition, right. and it LAO. always seemed like, yeah, Elio, mm -hmm. you had other drivers that people focused on. Right. It's just it's unfair because you know you think we think about Kyle Busch every time he wins a race, there's banners and fireworks, and yeah, you know, it's like oh, he's, he's another win closer, he's yeah. another win closer. But then Scott Dixon's busting off these wins and getting closer right. and closer. And now yeah. they're like, oh wait, he's seven wins away from all time now. They're like, oh. Yeah. Where, you know, where, where have you we all been? Where, yeah, yeah. Where, where, where have we all been? Where have we all yeah, been? Right. Exactly. He's, yeah. So he's third all times, as Randy referenced, seven behind Mario for second. And I think really what to, I know, Chris is about to throw something at me. I think, but just to get this point. Better you than me. I think <laughs> that the reason we don't necessarily appreciate the, the magnitude of what Scott's done is because it's been over such a prolonged yeah, period. Of, you know, sure. His first championship was in 2003. Yep. Here we are in 2019 talking about him going for his sixth championship. Yeah, he true. has had an, a level yep. of excellence over nearly two <laughs> decades. I'll, that's I'll, not going to fly, Chris. I'll Sorry. shut up, Chris, okay? Ta we'll, we'll, we'll take Chris a break. Chris just threw something in here. Velcro was, does not fly it, very yeah, far. Yeah, I was going to say, it kind of went. It was almost oh, like yeah. watching Barack Obama <laughs> throw at the first pitch that year. It was like uh, or the girl on YouTube. He throws like a girl. We'll okay, we'll, right. we'll yeah. be back with more with the we'll be back with the final lap of the League Lap Radio Show for tonight, right after this. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. 
Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Matt Tift, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Welcome back to Lead Lap Radio. <laughs> they took Chris till the last. He was segment, having a party so. back there. Right yeah, there. Chris was Chris was too struggling much partying. There. Chris hit the buttons. Come on. Welcome back to Lead Lap Radio as we ha- we enter our lightning rounds, the final laps of tonight's show. Tom Baker, Randy Miller, Jacob Seelman, and Chris Murdoch, and we were talking about IndyCar and Bell Isle. We was and again Scott Dixon's win. On Sunday, after he right. uh, took himself out on Saturday, which is like Let, you said, yeah. that's very. It's rare. the first time that Scott Dixon has crashed out of a race without the you know without another car being involved since yeah. 2014. Yep, it just doesn't happen. Yeah, it's uh, it, it was amazing. Um, IndyCar, I think this year has really started off on a, a high note. Yes, um, I you know, and it's a shame that they don't. They don't get the ratings that I think they deserve. I wish more people would actually sit down and watch the racing because even as much as I'm not a fan of street courses and Belle Isle falls right smack into the middle of that, Mm. um, you know, they, again, on Saturday, even despite some challenging conditions to start, they, you know, they put on a really good race. You know, Sunday was the disaster that Belle Isle usually is, I guess, but you know, that's uh, kind of to be expected. Um, but they've got some tracks coming up on their schedule that I just, uh, again, including Pocono, that, that I think are just amazing tracks for IndyCar. And so if you haven't seen an IndyCar race yet this year, Do it. Um, or if you've only seen the Indy 500, you know, that's kind of like only going to church on Christmas and Easter. It's like, right. you, you know, there's more to the IndyCar series than that. And it's, you know, this year to me has been ultra competitive. It has been. And I, I want to add, by the way, that we got a uh, reminder of our uh, middle or high school algebra 
lessons uh, during the late stages of Sunday's race, which you didn't get to see, Tom. I did but, not. But, Randy, uh, the, the equation came into my head, at least at turn three, that three cars trying to fit into a space that only has room for one car it no work. No, it never. It doesn't <laughs> work. No matter what kind of car you drive, it doesn't work. Yeah. Although in IndyCar, it's funny because when they try to do it, they bounce. You know, like they bounce because of the tires, and one goes one way, and one goes the other way, and then it's and, and mass yeah. chaos and fire. It was mass chaos, and it was Joseph Newgarden and James Hinchcliffe that spun into the barriers, and how Alex Rossi, number one, spun himself to not get any damage, but number two fired the car and kept going as if nothing had ever happened. <laughs> like talent. Well, again, I, I think the guy is down. To me, Alex Rossi is is at the top of the heap right now yeah. in the IndyCar uh, series. His car was 10 pounds heavier. You know. Yeah. Uh, let, let's let's add, though, or at least that, five pounds heavier. that inadvertently, that's one way to uh, make up ground in the championship. You take out two of your chief competitors in <laughs> one corner. <laughs> exactly. Oops. Well, you know, here again, it's just – you're almost assured of contact in, in a lot of places on that track because it's just not wide enough to pass. That's always been my biggest complaint with the street courses is that you only you only usually get one or two corners. They pick two lane streets. Yeah, where you can. <laughs> yeah. I mean, instead of four lane highways or something where they would be a little yeah. bit wider, you know, like. <laughs> Let's go run on downtown I is never good. I don't know I mean, what downtown you go to. You know, yeah. so you, you never. just never. Um, never good. You just never get to pass on those courses. But uh, anyway, so the IndyCar Series season continues. And, um, boy, you, you just got to love if, – if we could get this to come down to Rossi and Dixon – well, somehow. Okay, uh, let, but let's you not know. forget about the two Penske cars. Well, that's I, what I'm it, saying. Somehow, I was. I mean, and Scott Dixon was a more than a hundred. He was two races out of the championship going into Sunday at Detroit. Now all of a sudden he's one race out of the championship, leaving Detroit. And oh, by the way, last year his first win of the year. Detroit. What well, did he do? He won the championship. Won. But that's a, you got to understand. The reason I say that is because those two drivers, fire and ice, are just yeah, exactly. I mean, they're 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 just such calculating and yet balls out kind of. It's that combination of of the two that makes yeah. them fun to watch. Silent assassin. The Penske cars are fast, Scott, but Scott's the silent assassin. Yes. He's the ice man. Alex Rossi is. Fire. He is. Yeah, Rossi's just—he's got a big set. I mean, let's face it—he just—he has two speed stop and go. Yeah, he's not afraid to to put the nose in and and try to. He's he's like a much more controlled Takuma Sato, who I should should add has become a much more controlled Takuma Sato this year. He um, has. Yeah, he really is. Uh, it's and that's fun to watch. So yeah, the IndyCar set running over there, and you know I wanted before we. Um, as we start into the lightning round, I'm going to go around the table here because um, I think a couple there are a couple of things that we can touch on. Uh -huh. First of all, um, the persistent rumor that Honda will enter NASCAR with Petty and Andretti, I, I'm starting now to see that creeping up in more and more places and okay. hear more and more people talk about it. I'm going to, again, ask around the table here. I want, in your opinion, I are you buying or selling? 
I'm going to do this again because we've, we start to see just a few more wisps of smoke over the last week. Randy, you buying or selling that this actually might happen? I'm buying it all day long. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to, uh, you heard it here first. Bubba Wallace is going to run the Indy 500. I, I promise you see, he's going to do it. You said that. He's the, going the to last, do it. I just you heard that, it here first. I had never thought of that, but that would be an awesome po- – that, that would be an amazing 2021. thing. 2021. See, happen. Well, yeah, because you're not – right, not, this is all right. not going to happen next year. Maybe 2022. Jacob, you buying or selling? Selling it till it happens. If it happens, I'll gladly eat my words, but I, I won't buy it until I see it, and even then my jaw is going to be on the floor. You have a little faith. Uh, Chris Murdoch over there, you buying or selling? I'm selling it. I just think it's way too big of a move for Honda right now. Well, it'll be interesting. I, I just, um, I, I think in 21, when the new Gen 7 car comes out and you start seeing more of these, because there is no Justin Sullivan asking in the chat, is Honda developing a V8 for NASCAR? We don't know. Obviously, they would have to be, although, you know, that see, this is where everybody gets starts to get, this whole thing gets murky is because, there's talk that the Gen 7 may become a spec car, kind of like the IndyCar spec car. And NASCAR's actually had meetings with Delara about helping them develop the Gen 7 car. The Gen 7 car. Now, the, but the difference here is you're not going to see a spec motor. In other words, right. it, you're, you're, you're going to have... This is where NASCAR would actually align itself closer with IndyCar in the way that it presents itself because then you start getting these manufacturers to, like Honda, they would start to develop motors if they thought that they could do it in a way that lets them innovate for the street Now, could this be leading down the path to what was rumored last year and what the uh, IMS president wants to do is a NASCAR IndyCar doubleheader? I heard triple header, well, actually. I heard they wanted Formula One, Indy, and NASCAR all in the same weekend. How? I See, I don't think <laughs> you would that. You would never be able to pull that off. I think there's only one place that you could possibly even look at pulling that. Well, maybe two places. Um, you'd either have to do it at Indy or you'd have to do it at, at Coda. I think that's no. the, the only two possibilities there. Now, um, but setting F1 aside, I believe we see, uh, if not in 20, which probably won't happen in 20. But I believe we see in the next couple of years an IndyCar Cup doubleheader. I mean, you could say, okay, well, IndyCar already does that with the trucks. We're not talking about a truck race. We're talking about IndyCar and Cup on the same weekend, the same track. And I think, honestly, if it were me, I would I would pick the Roval and do it there because I think IndyCar is on the Roval would be awesome to watch. I think How that would be, fun a, would that a, be? A, a great race. Um and instead, so what you do is you basically could say you to NASCAR. The, could, could you do it at the Daytona Roval? You could. Sure. Why not? I mean, you know, it's possible. I don't see, know. I don't think cup cars would be too good on the Daytona Roval. See, that's the, the thing. I don't know how that would work. But, but, but why, Chris? <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I just I mean, don't they, think they, you get enough speed out of that. They that well, you're doing the same thing, basically, that you would do at, at Charlotte's Roval. You're using three quarters of the... The big track. Let's just go run Eldora. You know, but I, will, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can put it in any car in Eldora. <laughs> Why but, not? But it's sure. it's it would be. I think the Roval would be a great place to do something like that. Um, and of course, we've still got the rumor about IndyCars coming back to Richmond. 
So there again, maybe a you know that would be kind of interesting. Um, and and you you know you're on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but I don't know where you'd put everybody. That's the thing is you know where do you pit everyone on a tra- at, at a facility that size? I think, I think it's got to be a big. Like you know, have have like a Charlotte size could track. do it. Um, Talladega could do it because what you do is if you're NASCAR, you give the other series the week. You either put them somewhere else or don't run them yeah. that weekend. It's just Cup and IndyCar. That's it. Yeah. I know I when Texas when Texas runs the, well when they ran the triple header last year um, in November for the Chase weekend they had the Cup garage the, the Xfinity garage and then they had like a big open parking lot in the infield next to the. Xfinity garage, and that's where they parked all the haulers for the, the truck guys. So they're okay. all like side by side by side. Yeah, I mean, you could do that. I guess if you wanted to run the trucks, you could make that work. But you know, it's it, it's interesting to think about it. And I I do think that I will say this: I know that NASCAR is going to make big sweeping changes in 2021. I mean, I yeah. again, you know, more short tracks. You'll see a couple more road courses and. I mean, you're just going to see some major stuff happening, and I like what the rumors I'm hearing. So Duh. we'll see. Um, Jacob, it's time for you to close this, close up the deal and take us out of here. All right. Well, it's been fun. I hate when two hours goes quickly because it means I just want a third hour to do yeah. even more. <laughs> but thanks, as always, to our partners, uh, specifically with this show, our presenting partner with HMS Motorsport, as well as mycomputercrew.edu and strutmasters.com for everything they do to make this show and our sister show, Motorsports Madness, possible. And gosh, I guess we have to come back and do it all again in a week, don't yes, we? Yes, we do. Next Monday, of course. Uh, uh, we'll be back on Thursday night right. with Motorsports Badness. Right. You will be gone, but uh, Randy and I will be here. And, you know, Yes, please hold down the fort safely yes. for me. <laughs> okay. But, Real uh, quick, say yep. goodnight. <laughs> I, I could make the joke, but I'm not going to. <laughs> for Tom Baker, Randy Miller, Chris Murdoch behind the glass, who's urging us to get out of here, I'm Jacob Seelman. Keep it off the wall, and if you're headed to a racetrack, we might just see you there. Have a safe racing weekend. Good night. <laughs> You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio powered by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. Lead Lap Radio is a Race Chaser Media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, and visit racechasermedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of the show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.